And so we came up with this distinction for it based off of all the experiences I had of interviewing people and, and both of our experience of adventure is an experience where you learn by persevering into the unknown and finding fulfillment. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Guys, I'm so excited. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have a new fast friend, Dan Zayner. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, what's up, Troy? Good to see you, buddy. So um, he is uh, one of my friends that actually has a Land Rover. That thing is sick, man. He's I got love like this thing. He's got this background of his Land Rover. <laughs> Real quick, before we get into anything really meaningful, what is that? Like? Telling me about your Land Rover. <laughs> so, so this is Old Bill. The uh, the trusty Discovery Two. Uh, I got got in last year, like right before the pandemic really hit here in Indiana. Um, from it, it's just a crazy story how we even got the truck, let alone what it's enabled. But um, oh, <laughs> before that, a year prior, I was camping out in Virginia with a, a guy who runs a company called Blue Ridge Overland Gear. I was out there with my middle daughter. And we were having a great time. And his wife pulls up at our campsite with this Land Rover. Like, Man, that's a really nice discovery. He's like, yeah, I really like it. It's a, you know, got it at an auction. It's like our sixth car. We don't really need it. We might sell it. I'm like, really? So, uh, yeah. So then we ended up selling our old Volvo and got this. And it's been amazing. It's just been so fun. Like just simple things. Like we've got an off-road park, which is where this picture was taken. Yeah. About a you know, 45 minute drive from our house and just, strap the kids in the car seats let's go on the roller coaster that we get to control ourselves <laughs> and uh you know usually leave my wife at home she doesn't she doesn't really like being jostled around like that so much and fearing that she's going to tip over all the time <clears throat> but uh yeah, yeah. it's it's great we've got the rooftop tent up top like you know all the overlays. oh dude Instagram man that's do. so sick and man. it's so fun i took a trip with my son last summer for six days up to wisconsin and we went mostly on um public roads but like really gnarly kind of sandy dirt tracks from galena illinois all the way to lake superior and then you know anywhere we'd find a campsite we'd pop the tent up and and camp there it was it was awesome so it's very apropos because uh you run something called anthem of the adventurer which i freaking yeah. love the name <laughs> uh but look dan zaner is is evidence and hear me people hear me he is evidence that just because you live in a beige cube day in and day out at your work doesn't mean you have to have a beige life. You can actually get a t-shirt. <laughs> you can actually like live an adventurous life. And you've started this thing called Anthem of the Adventure. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So it started in the beige cubicle, actually, very literally at uh, Purdue University, where uh, I, I work mostly. And it started out of desperation, frankly, of just, man, I am tired of coming into you know, the same thing every day. I wake up and go, oh, it's morning again. When is it going to be bedtime? 
every day and trudge into work and, and really not like it and, uh, you know, try and do my best to provide for my family, but feeling like I'm in the salt mines. Sure. And just like, man, God, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. And just not feeling like I was showing up well for my wife and for my kids. We've got three kids. Uh, at that time, we only had two. And I was like, what do I do here? And thankfully, God rescued me through um, Wild at Heart, the book by John Eldridge that hmm. so many men have found resonate with them. But and when I saw I read that adventure to live part, my it felt like someone had hit my soul like a gong. Hmm. And so that's where the, the anthem part comes in. It's this resonant song, like proclamation of joy around adventure. And I remember talking with John Eldridge on a video call in, in this fatherhood mastermind group that I've been called the Dead Edge Alliance at q and I was like, what do I do with this? It seems like way bigger than just me going on a camping trip or something. It's it's bigger than that. He's like, well, uh, you just need to have a conversation with God about that. I'm like, okay, thanks, John. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankfully, he wrote a book about it, uh, Walking with God, which I then yeah, read really. four times. And But the, ne- the next day, it, he's like, just ask God two questions. He'll answer. What's my next step? Who are my allies? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so what's my next step? Start a podcast. Okay, who should I invite? These 12 guys. All 12 said yes. I'm like, oh, cool. I guess I have a podcast about adventure now. <laughs> oh, man, that is so awesome. That is, I love that story. When I when I started the Kindling Fire, um, I, it wasn't as direct, but I got like a download of 15 guests. Like it was just like, ask these 15 people to come on the show. And it was all about their story and their testimonies, what got it done. Yeah. And so I love that. And eventually you'll run out of your 12 guests and be like, God, okay, what's now what? <laughs> yeah. that's totally yeah. what I did. I was like, I ran out of, I, I've done my 15. Now what? And then, you know, I ended up talking to more people and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it started out of like, okay, I'm, tr- I'm trying to learn like really what is adventure? How do I know it when I see it? How do I pursue a life full of it? And so I started asking people like, okay, what does adventure mean to you? I'm like trying to get these kind of cobbled together definitions that we kind of all have and, and melded into something that you could actually use, yeah. um, which <laughs> funnily enough came through another adventurous conversation with uh, my dear friend, Larry Atch, who's a retired Navy SEAL who I work for as well in his company. And um, he was in a hot tub in Utah and we were on a Zoom call talking about how can we define adventure practical, practically? Yeah. Um, and so we came up with this distinction for it based off of all the experiences I had of interviewing people and, and both of our experience with adventure is an experience where you learn by persevering into the unknown and finding fulfillment. Okay. You got to say it again. Yeah. So, good. so adventure is an experience where you learn by persevering into the unknown and finding fulfillment. Oh, that's, so it, that's it goes back to that verse in Romans 5, you know, about how when we have trials and, and tribulations or whatever definition you want there, that produces character within us if when we persevere through that. And then that character produces hope. That's, yeah, so, so it goes right along with that. Yeah, so it just ignites my soul because if you have a God in a box that doesn't come through, doesn't love you, doesn't really give a rip, but maybe he wants you to do some things morally correct this time. The whole idea of 
the beckoning of God to call you into the unknown is scary beyond belief. Yeah. Because your God is not an interactive, fatherly, loving God pulling you into the unknown saying, I've got some treasures here for you. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, this is beyond, I can't control it. It's beyond my skill. It's beyond my talent. It's beyond my ability. This is negative and I'm going to avoid it. And you oh, yeah. see me on the latest, you know, watching the latest sitcom because God knows that's all I do after my boring beige cubicle job. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> I mean, is really, yeah. I'm going to just going to go home every night and play video games and drink myself into a stupor, which is what I used to another, do. Yeah, another, yeah, another, you know, uh, more than video games than drinking myself into a stupor. But, you know, uh, it was just for a, about a decade of kind of wasting what God had put in me of, I mean, I'm an Eagle Scout. I grew up in a family where, you know, we went camping and, and did outdoorsy things on occasion, but I let that kind of die as I went into college and got into the working world and thought, okay, now I'm a man. Now I gotta, I gotta make something of myself. I gotta make some money. I gotta make a name, you know, and I lost this heart and it killed me. (laughs) It, it absolutely killed me. And yeah, it's just amazing. And, and, I, I hope people don't hear me say you thou shalt go buy a Land Rover and go camping every weekend. Cause that's really not the point no. um, though. That is awesome. But it's putting your soul in a habitat where God has to show up or you, you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that, and we're going to get into sort of, sort of the def, some of the definitions of adventure that, that, you know, is really resonated with you. I think it's some of elders kind of exposed that, but, but side note, um, and I'm not advocating this movie as the solution, God knows. But have you seen Nobody yet? Have no, you seen that movie? Okay. So so uh, just look up Nobody. But there's this great scene where it's basically this guy who was like an ex-CIA badass. Like he just really was really, really legit. And then he kind of escapes into the suburbs. And, and his wife is always nagging him like, hey, you, you miss the trash again. You miss your trash again. And it's like him like <laughs> running out to with his trash can to the side of the car to the side at the end of his driveway, missing the garbage truck again, week after week after week. And, and just this whole like <laughs> scenario that you're painting of like him in his beige cubicle. And it's just this routine. And I'm telling you guys, or, or women who are listening, you're not made for that. You're not made for that kind of lifeless routine. That is not the God we serve. And that is certainly not why he created all this wonderful variety in, in nature, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's part of his character. Adventure right. I mean, you go back character. to Genesis, where was man created? Out of the dust of the earth. And then he was invited into the garden. He was created out of the thorns and thistles and briar, you know, well, there weren't probably thorns and thistles, there, but in the desert, out where there were wolves and hyenas and lions and dangerous wildness is where man was created and then he was, was invited in. into the garden yeah that's I'm, man i'm so glad you you brought that point up because uh there's this concept in um in understanding the bible is the the um i don't know it's something it's like the rule of first mention mm-hmm. and so the first mention of man is created in the wild and that's not that's not just like a little oh that's an interesting detail no it's 
the first time it talks about man being created, it's in the freaking wild. Like mm -hmm. that is a big, significant piece. And then he brings them into the curated, you know, where there's, you know, all the all the little shrubs that are, you know, shaped like dinosaurs and all these others. Yeah. It's like, it's like beautiful curated like garden place. He was created in the wild. And I think God intended for that that part of man not to be domesticated and killed. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we've all got to be John Wayne or, right. you know, or, you know, Maximus in the arena or anything like that. You know, it's in our own unique ways of expressing God's masculine qualities. But yeah, we, we, <laughs> we were created for, for wildness, for adventure, for unknown, for, for coming through really yeah. of, of creating order and beauty out of chaos mm. and like creating life, order and beauty out of chaos. So let's talk about some of those adventure types. Uh, yeah. Just kind of, yeah, why don't you kind of help people? Well, and I'll say this one more thing before we get into that is I love your ministry or I don't even know what you're calling it, but the Anthem of the Adventure because it gets super practical. We're not talking about inspiring you to go an adventure. They actually have challenges that really help make this thing practical. So stay tuned. So you're going to get some good practical yeah. advice on how to insert adventure in your life. But let's talk yeah. about adventures. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm all about keeping people from becoming content junkies because that's kind of where I was at for a long time of, mm. oh, this podcast is interesting and entertaining, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So I'm, I'm all about like, okay, what can we do? given our end uh, goal, or I'll call it desired end state. Where do we want to end up? And then what are some things we can do to get there? So yeah. one, one piece of that is giving dignity to what I call casual adventures. So as you mentioned, we've got kind of three categories for adventure, and they all serve different purposes. So we have casual, we have crucial, and we have epic. Casual adventures are low-risk adventures that don't require any planning. Their purpose is to help us develop new skills, to bring us joy and fill us up, to, to show us a, a bit of our character of who, who God made us to be through the things that we enjoy doing on the daily. Like right before we got on here, I went out for, did a workout in my garage, you know, did a, a ruck around the neighborhood, carrying around my 30 pound steel plate in my rucksack and blaring some worship music on my speaker and having a grand old time. Casual adventures help train us for the bigger things in life which are crucial and epic crucial higher risk adventures where they're they're catalyzed in some way by self-reflection they they connect us to our larger story and to god's larger story so maybe that's taking the leap into a, a ministry or a, or a business which requires some deep self-reflection and planning before you do it if you want to do it well um you know or maybe it's that casual adventure turned crucial. Like, <laughs> actually, I'm going to bring up a lot of examples from GoRuck because those are that's kind of where I engage with adventure a lot. So this company is run by uh, a retired Army Ranger, and they bring in current or former Special Forces guys from all different branches to lead endurance events. And one of these was in October 2015 in Chicago, and it was in the in honor of the Battle of Mogadishu. So if you've watched Black Hawk Down. And it was three o'clock in the morning, about 40 something degrees, and it was raining. And we were doing 200 reps of whatever the cadre were telling us to do because we hadn't listened to them on the packing list and 
had incurred a number of infractions and that we were paying for. So I'm holding my 45 pound rucksack above my head and doing flutter kicks, lots of them. <laughs> and like my shoulders are just smoked because we've been doing buddy carries and bear crawls and all sorts of stupid stuff all night. And my feet felt like lead bricks. And I was just like, I can't. And someone in front of me said, don't you fucking quit on me. Yes, you fucking can. <laughs> you might have to bleep that out. So I get a little excited. But um, <laughs> it was it was God using some sailor language at me, saying, I created you for hard things. You can do this. Mm. Just get through it. And <clears throat> that has always stuck with me of when I feel like <laughs> I can't go another step, I can't do another rep. All I have to remember is, I just need to get to do the next thing. If I can do one, then I can do another one. And if I could do another one, I'm going to get out of this thing that I found myself in and I can get to the next thing. If I can get through that next thing, I can get to dawn. And if I can get to dawn, I can get to breakfast. And if I get to breakfast, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it begs the question to me, and just I'll be devil's advocate for a while, for a second. Um, okay. To what point? Like, okay, fine, you're getting yelled at and you're pushing yourself beyond, you, beyond, like, why? Why not relax by the pool and do nothing? Why, why intentionally put yourself in a difficult situation? Yeah, it's, it's that piece of, this is what we were created for as men, was to come through for our Heavenly Father to say, you have what it takes and for us to actually believe it. And so we need to put ourselves in situations that push us to our limits so that we can essentially prove to ourselves that we do, or we currently don't in this particular area and we need to do some training, we need to do some work. Yeah. And so it's giving us a, a test of where we're at and where we need to grow with God. Yeah. It's to me, it's, it sounds like it's, it's a horizon expander. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So, so you want to live in a small world, don't push yourself. Sure. You want to live in a tiny box. In fact, the world will make sure that box is so tiny that not even your kahunas will fit in there. Like it's oh, yeah. just so small. Uh, and that's what leisure life will get you, right? Uh, oh, yeah. What is that? Theodore Ro Roosevelt, he talked about <laughs> uh, the, strenuous the strenuous life. life. Right. You know, so, I mean, and so I think that there is so many people that are enamored with this sort of like, oh, you know, I'm following my wife around and she's doing all her selfies and, and you know, we're at resorts and, and it's just like, what the hell, man? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> like you, you have no idea your world is shrinking yeah. and you have, and you don't, and it's sweet. And, and before you know it, there's going to be no room for you. Oh yeah. And it's, it's insidious. And this is, this is where spiritual warfare kind of comes into play mm. of, we're not much of a threat to Satan if we're not doing anything meaningful. Mm, amen. You know, our enemy doesn't care if we're sipping mimosas on the beach. It'll let us stay there for quite a while because yeah, we're no threat to him. Yeah. You know, but when you start doing meaningful things to restore your heart, to take care of the hearts of those entrusted to you, to impact the, the world for the kingdom, he starts to take notice. And then that's where these training adventures come into necessity you got to be ready 
for yeah. those ambushes, for those attacks, for those, you know, our enemy's not stupid. He's been at this quite a lot longer than we have. Yeah, and I think that I, and I just, it's almost like I can hear in the background the cry of, of, of wives and children, you know, asking men to engage, asking their husbands and fathers to, to, to initiate, to do something, to engage. Mm -hmm. And, and the more that we don't push ourselves, the fearful that it's just all oh, I can't and I don't and I won't. And, mm -hmm. and we just talk ourselves into this passive crap. We oh, don't yeah. engage as husbands, our wives drift. Uh, we don't engage as fathers, our children drift. And then we just want to sit around in circles and moan about it. I mean, a yeah. lot of it has to do with those little micro decisions that saying, oh, it's uncomfortable. I don't know how to do that it's like we'll figure out how to do it figure it out there are yeah. men that know how to do it whatever it is yep and that's where the epic adventure comes in is it's it's not base jumping off of mount everest it's not going to space it's not you know being uh, elon musk and and going to mars or anything like that although those would qualify but the real epic adventures are a high risk experience that involves a high amount of either physical emotional mental or spiritual resources and that's the adventure of marriage of fatherhood of deep communion with the brotherhood of you know those really hard things that you know aren't necessarily hey, i'm going to go on an antarctic expedition but like you're saying if Stay, taking that step of getting off the couch and getting into engagement with your with your kids or having that tough conversation with your wife about the family budget and how much you guys are spending on unnecessarily things. It's loving your mother-in-law on a trip to Florida, which is uh, what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Let, if you're listening, I love oh. you dearly, but I don't love <laughs> you very well. Is And that is my my epic adventure that I'm, I'm committing to is like, man, the people around me who I, I quote unquote love, I don't actually love very well sometimes. Mm. And so that's my frontier. Yeah. 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 Why do you think men need adventure? What is it about it that, I mean, we've talked a little bit about pushing beyond being kind of at horizon expanders, which, which, what do you think? What do you think? Cause you talked about, I love when you talk about that gong hitting you. It's like a, a resounding sound of like, I need this yeah what's, well, your, what's your take on there's that? a piece that um i'm going to borrow a bit from morgan snyder is god wants to entrust a particular part of his kingdom to each of us mm. but he doesn't do it until we're ready for it until we can handle it and so adventure helps us become the kind of men who can be entrusted with power and it doesn't blow up our lives Hmm. And it doesn't bring harm to those entrusted to us. Amen. Yeah, that's that's a that's a Willard, Dallas Willard. Oh yeah, variation. But but it's so. What's God up to? What's the primary purpose of God to to find whom He can entrust His power to? Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, we want to do big lives on the cheap. Like it. Like we want it. We like. Where's the hack? to being an amazing man. I mean, it's like, yeah, there are no paying, shortcuts. <laughs> first off, I, I'm going to tell you, if you're on, if you're anywhere trying to pay for hacks to get you to be an amazing man, 
it's all a lie, guys. You have to live through things, do okay. things, not learn something. You have to show something. Yeah. It's different. I'm, I'm listening to uh, to Matthew McConaughey's book right now, Green Lights, mm. which yeah. I think is a great example of that. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to be him. I wouldn't want to have done a lot of things that he's done in the way that he's done it. But I think he's a good example of a, a man after God's own heart, kind of in, in the David sense. You know, he doesn't always get it right. Mm. But he would, had a good, healthy balance between learning and doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. And, and again, I mean, I know we're doing a podcast, but guys, uh, I think I was just on another show that was like, hey, turn off the podcast now and go do something because otherwise we're just going to add more to it. Yeah. Like if you feel like the line's too high now, oh, yeah. just turn it off, come back when you've done some stuff. And turn then it off in about <laughs> two minutes because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something of a reason why you need to go do. So yeah, here's a formula for if you want to become confident in something, you need to build both power and control. Hmm. Power being the ability to influence change. And the way you do that is by learning something and you go, okay, now I know how to learn something. What do I do with it? You need to create an environment where I can practice it. Mm. Get lots of reps over and over and over again with no negative consequence to failure. Mm. And then I need to increase the risk of my practice to gain experience in that thing. And then that gives you power. But what's power without control? It's lightning. You're dangerous. And so then we need to put action in particular situations to our power. So we need to act upon our learning, teaching it to other people to gain knowledge. Mm. We need to act upon our practice to gain skills. We need to act upon our experience in particular situations to then become confident. Yeah. So show, so flesh that out for me because... So again, you kind of, that's at a head level. It's like, I get it. Now, what does that look like? Give me an example. Like, yeah. Me, so let's say I want to get good at, uh, at archery, right? I want to be, I want to be able to go bow hunting Yeah. Uh, in the fall. Um, I, I then say, okay, I know nothing. <laughs> How, what do I need to learn to become confident in my ability to harvest an animal in November? So I go call up a buddy of mine who I, I know shoots, and say, hey, who do you know who can teach me how to shoot? Oh, this guy. Come meet us over here on Sunday at five. Cool. Go over to the local archery range. Say, hey, I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. I know nothing about archery. What, <laughs> what do I need to know? And he said, well, first you need to know what kind of bow you want to shoot. Do you want to shoot traditional stick bow or, or compound bow? And you, he goes through the list of things that you would, you would need to decide before then he can start teaching you about body position and and things like that. And you start to gain some, some knowledge about the mechanics of why things work and where to put yourself and, and how to address the target and, and all the things that go into it. And then you spend an hour practicing those skills in a controlled environment. I'm like, okay, we're going to plink the target over and over again. And you're going to use this, this, these skills that I just taught you of, you know, we're going to square up our feet. We're going to focus on the target. You're going to drill a laser bolt through it with your eyes, interrupt that focus with the arrow, draw anchor on your face, pull back and follow through. You're going to tell yourself that you're going to practice it over and over and over again. And then once you get good at that, at those set of skills, you take, you take it to maybe an outdoor range where they've got some 3d targets that look like whatever kind of animal you're wanting to shoot. You learn about stalking and, 
all those other kinds of skills you're going to need in a more uncontrolled risky environment so that by the time November comes around, you're like, man, I, I'm pretty confident that I can yeah. be in a place to harvest that animal. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me think of the scripture that said, uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. When you show up and say, I don't know how to do this, you don't inherit the skill of doing it. So if you're yeah. too prideful, oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're too prideful to be the guy that, if you're the guy that needs to know everything because you don't want to look like you need help, you're going to learn zip from other people. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the meek will inherit the earth. The meek, those that are humble enough to say, I don't know, and I need help. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Most of the time, that means you're probably about 34 to 36, and you've showed up at some men's event saying, crap, I've wrecked my marriage or my family. I need help. Because yeah. most of, so if you're younger than that right now, I am telling you, engage in male community now instead of thinking that you got it all together. Um, oh yeah, and that's a side note. So, <laughs> so but but uh, that's preaching to the choir there. <laughs> yeah, but, but I love that 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 example. I mean, that's really really practical. That's what um, I'm living out right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's well. I mean, that that's super practical. Um, so let's. So one of the things that I, you and I have kind of talked about offline is about the 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 different stages of masculinity and some of the things they, that you can kind of need from an adventure standpoint. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things we talked about was the warrior stage. Yeah. And we've kind of talked a, a little bit about it, but but I'm wanting to give guys kind of, um, you know, sort of like, hey, here's some, here's some practical ways you can learn to insert adventure into your life. But can we talk a little bit about that? Uh, some yeah. of your content around that? Yeah, exactly. So um, it, it's following that same, that same model of, of learn, practice, experience power of control to build confidence. And so it, the warrior stage is really all about hey, how a man can be confident in his ability to have responsibility to control our projection of power. Mm -hmm. So knowing why it's important to control your projection of power, what happens if you don't do that? Knowing the particular standard that you need to meet um, to be able to do that, to ha actually have power, right? You need to have built power first. Well, and like then I'm thinking of like somebody that's trained to kill, that's not killing everyone. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They can, but they don't. But they uh, don't. Right. Right. Unless there's, it's needed. And I, I think that, that, that's, that's a good picture for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, so I've, I've been practicing martial arts for about three years now with my son, and we've gotten to a point where I could really hurt somebody badly if I wanted to, mm. but I never have. Not on purpose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was about that control piece. It actually, it was funny. My instructor uh, was saying we just passed our latest belt test. And he's like, your control over the past six months has gone up exponentially. And now I was. I respect you a lot for that. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the fact that I could kick, you know, whatever, break, whatever board is I can control that power. Yeah. And so that's what we want to become confident in. And to do that, we need to have experiences like doing contingency planning for, for work projects or these higher risk epic adventures focused on love, like not just making a plan, but planning for, what happens when things go wrong, not just being 
idealist, naive, naive, you know, pie in the sky type guys of saying, oh yeah, all my plans go great. Okay, nobody's plans go great. Not even God's plans go perfectly, right. if we're honest. Um, you know, he has his, his will, but we don't always follow his will because we have, we have freedom to choose not to. So it's planning for when things go wrong, what are you going to do ahead of time? Mm. It's yeah. having experiences of like emotional detachment when you're in that focused warrior mode of like, I have a mission to accomplish nothing else matters right now and knowing when to turn that on and when to turn it off so i have a i have a friend that loves mountain biking because he lives in such a noisy creative space in his anxiety and mind that um mountain biking forces him intense mountain biking forces him to focus so much or he's going (laughs) to hurt himself Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and he loves it because it's not the ah, of his normal life. It's I'm only doing one thing and that's not wrecking. <laughs> yeah, I am not dying on a rock right now. <laughs> yeah. So so and, and so that that that's really good. That that yeah. idea that it's kind of like you're just doing this one thing. Yeah, and that's where those kind of intense physical adventures come in of like your your friends mountain biking of like man we need those risky experiences where all we're focused on is getting through it (laughs) yeah no um so that we can translate that to the stuff that really matters in life right yeah um also having this idea of not uh pushing down our emotions and our trauma like when we're in warrior mode yeah you need to just put those rocks in your rucksack and get on with your mission but then you need to take the time to actually unpack that and that depends on the amount of time you've been in that warrior mode and we've got friends who are in, who are in the special forces and, and a lot of them have not done this well and are coming through extreme emotional trauma on the back end and so and they're, and they're kind of still in the mode where it's time to take the stuff out of the rucksack, if you will, or out of, and and they're just like still in that intense. Yeah. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, it's it's actually thinking about it. It's actually feeling it, really yeah. feeling it, and then letting it go. Yeah, that's good. Um, and that is an epic yeah. adventure for those. It really others, is. Uh, because that's where some of the power of like retreats and communities can come in, because men if you will, face their greatest fears. Right. Uh, and a lot of it, the concern is, I don't, if I let this out, I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. so I don't. And that's yeah. why you need a community that says, we got you, we love you, and we're here. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah, exactly. And so like to, to enter into some of these experiences, sure, you can jump into them right away, but you may want to engage in some more regular practices of casual adventures if you will yes like yeah, right taking up a boxing or a martial art or doing something that scares you on a regular basis working on becoming more decisive in lower risk things um meditating and especially on our own mortality is actually a good way mm. to uh, practice this yeah um quit shooting on yourself just detaching yourself from the opinions of of others to be able to carry out your, your mission, your purpose. So what defines shooting? Like, it almost oh, sounded like you were cursing. <laughs> you know, oh, okay, like, got it. 
I should do this because, you know, my mom said so. I should do this because someone else is successful. And of course, you know, yeah. all those times where you tell yourself, I should have done that or I shouldn't have done. Right? Yeah. And, um, and let me just yeah. insert this uh, for listeners. Guys, you want to walk with God. Oh, you yeah. cannot look at another person's life and say, I should or shouldn't. You should walk with God. He will tell you. And, and what we're talking about, obviously, we're saying, hey, you need to engage in adventure because God is a God of adventure, right? Uh, but, but the should of why well, should do this or I should do that. No, you, there are unique ways that God wants to bring adventure into your life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be bow hunting or whatever else, you know, that we suggest. So go ahead. Yeah. And, and part of that, too, is, um, you know, a, a skill to develop is, is discipline and study. And, and time exploring possibilities that God wants to enter you into. Like, I love reading and, you know, would read everything if I had the time to, but I, what God's been challenging me to lately is reading fewer things, but more deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finished up your book, actually. And, and God really spoke to me through a particular part of it. Um, and though okay, I'm not going to go out and get a Husky tomorrow just because the particular part of the book was about you and your Husky, though I would like to. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's having that discernment and saying, okay, God, what's, what are you really trying to tell me through this? I know this isn't as literal as the black and white words on this page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's so much more obedience to be had than, than learning. Um, yeah, I mean, I've... <sighs> Learning will not get you where you want to go. Doing and being obedient to what God's called you to do will get you where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, and when you blow past revelation, like God gives you revelation and you're like, awesome. What's the next thing? And it's just like, you don't sit in it. You don't meditate on it. You don't say, Lord, what is the, what is your call to me in this? Yeah. And then even walk it out. And you're just on to the next thing. Like I was an inspiration junkie. Like I, I think at oh, some yeah. point in time, my wife was like, stop listening to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Cause she was just like, oh my gosh, you come home with the latest and greatest idea. Like every freaking day about this great thing you're going to do. And it's always something different. Yep. I, and- had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very similar. And I had my, my buddy, Larry actually sat me down once at, at, uh, at lunch. We had just finished a, uh, engagement with a client. He's like, dude, you need to take a information fast for six weeks. Yeah. Nothing new. Like you can, you can re-listen to anything. You can reread anything you want. You can re-watch anything you want, but nothing new. And I was like, Oh man, that's hard. And, and it was hard, but it was really, really helpful. Why uh, did he, why did he give you that suggestion? Because I was basically, being entertained and distracted rather than studious and disciplined. Yeah. And I, th- I think that I, um, the reason I asked that is that we need people in our lives that love us enough to tell us things to oh, go yeah. on adventures. We don't want to go on. Oh yeah. Which is, I don't want to stop consuming information. I don't want to start pondering like the Greeks, the latest ideas while they miss the gospel right? You know, the Greeks loved ideas and Paul and Jesus was just yet another. They didn't act on it. They just were entertained by it. In fact, there's even a scripture that talks about um, my people 
again, I don't know where anything, it's in the Bible, go, go Google it. Uh, but it basically says, my people listen to this prophet as if they're listening to a love song. Mm. You know, it's just like, we are such consumers Man. and God is saying, stop consuming and start being, you know, actually be the thing that I've called you to be. Don't just consume and think you, you know, you got the t-shirt and now you're the man. So, all right. I, I've been preaching a lot this, this podcast. I've been fired <laughs> up. This is a good topic. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, so any more on that, on the warrior and then we can kind of so much <laughs> how long we got any going? last one give us a last one give us a last one I think the last one is is it kind of goes along with where we were going with that is you know man masculinity is a team sport mm, i like that you know it, we can't and shouldn't do this alone god even said that in genesis going back to the you know first uh first mention rule there of we need other men next to us to push us on to greater adventures, to give us the dope slap when we're being a schmuck, to <laughs> pick us up out of the mud when we when we trip over a rock, to cook a meal with us, to to laugh with, to cry with. You know, we need. Uh, I think it was. Um, it's not Dallas Moore. It was uh, Dan Allender. Dan Allender. So we need like-hearted kings who are going in the same direction of us. And we need to sign treaties with them. And when they're at war, we're at war. Mm. That's a good word. And that's only for a few. And so the, the encouragement there is like, you don't need a, a horde of a hundred guys around. You need one or two yeah. to go really deep with. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. So um, if people want to kind of jump in, because one of the things I love about you is you give ch adventure challenges, right? So you're not just yeah. pontificating. You're like, hey, guys, here's the challenge. Yeah, I still have to do mine for this month. <laughs> so, so, so talk about like how, how can people kind of step into your world and be a part of what, what you're offering? Yeah. So every month we give a, a different adventure challenge. Uh, July is uh, called the elevation challenge. It's simply find the highest elevation point around you that you can. Mine happens to only be 720 feet above sea level, but hey, I live in India. So, you know, and, and sit there for 30 minutes and ask yourself these three questions. What do I notice? What do I observe? Or sorry, what do I notice? What do I wonder? And what does it remind me of? Just those three questions. And you can either write down a response or you draw something or whatever expression comes out. And so we do challenges like that every month. And if you uh, want to join up in our, our membership group, uh, you can actually join us on a Zoom call, my team and anybody else who's in the tribe to uh, talk about what happened for you with that adventure. Like last month, we had a sleep outside in a way you normally don't challenge. Like if you're an outdoors guy like me, do it in adverse weather. And I ended up having a tech collapse on me in a thunderstorm. It was great. <laughs> so, so is there a website that go to? Yeah. Like so, <clears throat> Yeah, so anthemoftheadventurer.com okay. uh, will get you there. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at anthemoftheadventurer, and there's a, a link in the bio to all of that. Okay, awesome. Well, man, I, I tell you what, uh, Dan, it's been so fun getting to kind of to know you. I this We could keep going. And so I just want to encourage you listeners, guys, 
There's more here. We are just really touching the surface just to kind of hopefully be that spark that pushes you over the edge to start moving uh, towards the direction God has for you. And, and Dana, I'm so excited that uh, we've we, you know, kind of gotten connected and uh, I'm definitely championing what you guys are doing. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's my pleasure, buddy. It's been uh, an absolute honor to be here and looking forward to what's, whatever's next. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, if you did like it, it would be really helpful if you want to send us a review over on iTunes. That would be really cool. And if you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there, and that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time, be awesome.